This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 103, How to Use Symbols in Everyday Life. Our quote of the day was said by Frank Lloyd Wright, the belief in a thing makes it happen. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using the artistic process. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hirshton. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach art classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting and my new book we will be reading from today, The Alchemy of Symbols. To find out more about my projects, classes, and to sign up for my art newsletter, I invite you to go to my website, studioalchemy.art. And now for our topic of the day. So this episode is an excerpt from my book, The Alchemy of Symbols, How to Use the Power of Images to Transform Your Life. And today we are reading from chapter three, How to Use Symbols in Everyday Life. This chapter starts with an introduction and then it has a very practical list of 14 different ways that you can use symbols um, every day. Uh, and I will say it was one of the easier chapters to write because it, it was just so fun to list out all the different ways and to come up with many different you know, little personal stories from my life um, to exemplify the concepts. This one just came together easy. So I hope you enjoy it. I'd also like to share a special thanks to the Indiana Arts Commission for their generous grant to write this book. Um, and if you'd like a copy of the illustrated version of the book, go to my website, studioalchemy.art, for a link to purchase it. Okay, chapter three, how to use symbols in everyday life. Starts with a quote by William James. If you form a picture in your mind of what you would like to be, and you keep and hold that picture there long enough, you will soon become exactly as you have been thinking. On the day I turned 17, my boyfriend surprised me in the morning. He wished me happy birthday with a timid look on his face. Then he said he had gotten a present for me, but he had lost it. The present was a kitten. He explained that the night before, the little orange kitten had been locked safely in his room. His younger brother and mom wanted to play with her, so they opened the door. When they did, the kittens sprang from the room and ran away from them. They searched everywhere, but could not find her. After many hours of hunting, they gave up and concluded that she must have somehow escaped from the house. Since the kitten was gone, we decided to go to a pet store to pick out a new one. The replacement was a shy tabby cat that I named Maya. The next day, however, the original kitten was found hiding inside their baby grand piano. My boyfriend returned the kitten to her previous home. After this incident, the kitten in the piano came to symbolically represent unhealthy silence for me. I found it ironic that the kitten was so quietly hiding within an instrument that is used for self-expression. 
she wasn't voicing her needs. The kitten stubbornly believed that she didn't need help, that to be alone was safer than seeking affection. Her fear caused her to retreat into repressed silence. Playing music, on the other hand, represents giving voice to feelings. When you play music or create any other form of art, you are not hiding. You are participating in life. In my own personal mythology, the kitten and the piano represent opposite things. The kitten symbolizes secrecy and the piano symbolizes communication. Whenever I feel too afraid to speak my mind, I compare myself to the scared kitten and attempt to express myself better. Remembering this personal symbol helps me to cope with stressful situations in a healthy way. In this chapter, we will explore a variety of ways to use symbols to help remind us of our ideals. Write down the symbols that are most important to you. Symbols that remind you of important life lessons. When you have made a compilation of those symbols, I recommend journaling about why each one holds meaning for you. This process will help you to define your personal symbolic language. Answer these questions to find symbols that resonate with you. Number one, if your house was on fire, what is the one thing you would take with you? Why is that object so meaningful to you? Number two, where is your favorite place? What symbols represent that place? Number three, what symbols represent your family? Number four, what symbols represent your culture? Number five, what symbols represent your religious beliefs? Number six, what plants or flowers appeal to you? Number seven, if you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Number eight, who are your heroes? What symbols are associated with them? And last but not least, number nine, if you had to get a tattoo, what would it be of? Symbols can be helpful tools to redirect our thoughts when we need comfort or direction. By focusing on an image that is meaningful to us, we can move toward our ideals. One popular concept found in self-help books is the idea of visual manifestation. In order to create what you want in life, it is essential to imagine it happening first. The beginning of any project starts with an image in your mind of the finished product. You can use symbols to help you focus on your goals. Author Wayne Dyer wrote extensively about imagining the life you want. He said that if you envision images often enough, you will actually convert those images into your reality. This concept of concentrating our thoughts on what we want in order to strengthen our resolve is not new. This proverb is found in the Old Testament. As he thinketh in his heart, so he is. The author James Allen interpreted this proverb to mean that if someone thinks thoughts, his life and personality will be shaped by those thoughts. In 1902, 
he wrote, a man is literally what he thinks, his character being the sum of all his thoughts. One important thing to keep in mind with visual manifestation is that if you concentrate on imagining images you do not want, it can negatively impact your mood or even make bad things happen. For example, if you dream of owning your own house but constantly tell yourself that you could never afford a house, you will manifest yourself as continuing to be a renter. Houses may become symbols of unobtainable wealth to you. The fact that you have not bought a house is a self-fulfilling prophecy. Imagining an idyllic cottage for yourself would be the first step to moving toward what you want if home ownership is what you desire. Next, it is essential to imagine yourself in that house believing that it is obtainable. What you do not want to do is focus on negative images or get stuck in limiting beliefs about what is possible. Bruce Lee summed up this concept by saying, if you think a thing is impossible, you'll make it impossible. Sometimes the way our subconscious mind thinks and feels about something can be reflected in our symbolic objects in surprising ways. 10 years ago, I made a series of paintings that were of men and women embracing. I thought they were romantic and beautiful. Later, I realized that in all of them, I had placed the men above the women. The women look up adoringly at the aloof men. A few years after creating this series of paintings, I suddenly saw that this reflected my subconscious belief that women always feel more affection than men and that men and women are not equals. After I realized this, I consciously created images where men and women are equals on the picture plane. By recreating the images with paintings, I am rewriting the narrative in my mind. Subconscious beliefs can be so ingrained that we don't see them at all until we look at the symbols we have gravitated toward with new eyes. Picasso wrote, everything you can imagine is real. Visual images are real to your subconscious. If we want to change the patterns of our thoughts, we must reimagine images in our mind. Carefully selecting images of what we want to see can rewrite what is possible for us. Another way symbols are used in a variety of cultures is in what anthropologists call sympathetic magic. Sympathetic or imitative magic is the belief that a person or a thing can be affected by manipulating an object representing it. One classic example is a voodoo doll derived from the West African tradition. A doll is created to look like a specific person and then a ritual is performed to imitate what is desired for that person. If the person needs to recover from sickness, the voodoo doll could be cradled and then made to stand upright, for example. Incidentally, voodoo dolls are often portrayed in movies as a way for an evil witch doctor to hurt someone by pricking the doll with needles. Yet according to the information on display at the New Orleans Historic Voodoo Museum, this portrayal is derived from a European tradition of piercing dolls with pins to break curses, not from the traditions of Africa where voodoo is derived. There are many examples of sympathetic magic found in folkloric medicine. In his book, The Signature of All Things, written in 1620, Jacob Bohem proposed the idea of the, quote, doctrine of the signatures. 
In this theory, plants that are shaped like human body parts should be used to heal that body part. Unfortunately, this theory led to the poisoning of many people. The mandrake, for example, is a plant whose root system often looks like the body of a person. Because of the appearance of the plant, it was once thought to have strong powers over the human body and was used in potions. We now know that mandrake is poisonous and has hallucinatory properties. Even though medical remedies based only on sympathetic magic are not a good idea, the principles of it are still emotionally powerful. Scientific studies on the placebo effect have shown that when someone believes a medicine will work to cure them, it often will, even if the medicine is fake. Similarly, when someone associates a symbol with curative properties, they can use the power of their belief to overcome the emotional burden of sickness. With the confidence of faith, the symbol has an impact on the person's life. Where we put our attention, energy grows. When we place intention into objects, they reflect back what we see in them. Another example of sympathetic belief is found in the feng shui tradition of China. The practitioners of feng shui believe that dead leaves should always be pruned from houseplants and wilting flowers and vases should be thrown out. The followers of this method believe that fading foliage in a home could correlate to fading health of the members of a household. Many people believe that objects can embody the spirit of a person or a thing in a literal sense. In the ceremony of the Eucharist, Christians symbolically transform bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. Parishioners then consume the bread and wine in order to pay homage to Christ's life and teachings. As with many of the beliefs about symbolism found in this book, I invite you to consider how you feel about the idea of sympathetic magic. This concept is reflected in both religious rituals and everyday sentimental objects. If a loved one gave you a gift, do you consider it to be infused with their spirit? Symbols are used in many ways to enhance our lives, often incorporating visualization techniques or sympathetic associations. In the following section, I list different methods for harnessing the power of symbols in your everyday life. 14 ways to harness the power of symbols. Number one, create a vision board. A vision board is a collage made out of magazine clippings, drawn images, and words. Place a variety of symbols on your vision board that represent things that you want to have happen in the future. I create a fresh vision board every New Year's Day. I start by selecting any images that appeal to me, and then I consider why those images are meaningful and how they can help me decide on my focus for the coming year. For example, one year I made a vision board with images of a door, roots, a garden, and a yellow house. I wrote on the back of the board, this vision board has shown me that my home is very important to me. I dream of creating a haven for myself and others. Creating that vision board helped me decide to combine my home, art studio, and teaching space. First, I rented a space, then purchased a historic house to be my studio. I was surprised when I looked back at that 
old vision board because the house on the board looked so similar to the house that I ended up buying. I didn't think that the color yellow was what was important about the house, but that part of my dream studio seeped into my subconscious and obviously influenced me when I went to buy my studio. Creating vision boards can help you to clarify your dreams so that you can articulate what is important for you to focus on and move toward your goals. Quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson, Once you make a decision, the world conspires to make it happen. Number two, feature symbolic artwork in your home or office. Paintings, drawings, photography, prints, wall hangings, rugs, sculptures, stained glass, and murals can add rich symbolic meaning to your dwelling spaces. Consider whether the images that are currently there reflect your ideals. If not, perhaps it is time to replace them. One interesting example of paintings that were used to express values are the Dutch Vanitas paintings of the 17th century. Vanitas was a term inspired by the opening lines of the book of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. Vanitas paintings depict still life scenes of flowers, skulls, bread, wine, clocks, and dying candles. Each object in the paintings symbolically remind the viewer of the shortness of earthly life and the vanity of focusing on pleasures above spiritual purity. By placing Vanitas still life paintings on the walls, Dutch people were consciously choosing images that reminded them of their spiritual ideals. After his wife died and he longed for a feminine presence in his life, the painter Honan Zhang painted angels to create his, quote, spiritual support. Having just a few unique pieces of artwork in your home that represent what you desire can positively impact your daily life. I have covered my art studio with symbolic murals. To create many of them, I made drawings on paper, then cut the outlines of the images out to use as stencils. On our central table, I had art students and friends sit for their hands to be outlined. I asked them to tell me their favorite symbols, then I painted them in the center of their handprint. One young friend chose the peace symbol. Quote by Emerson, the greatest gift is a portion of thyself. Number three, create a talisman. Images can be painted or carved into jewelry that is worn or placed on a sacred spot. A talisman is an object that is used as a charm to ward off evil or bring good fortune. The word talisman is derived from the Greek word talisma, which means completion or religious rite. A talisman is more than just a small figurine, it is a sacred object. When selecting a talisman, choose images that represent what you hold to be divine. Every time you look at your talisman, let it serve as a reminder of what you hold to be most dear. Number four, wear your symbols. Your favorite symbols can be incorporated into your daily dress with printed images, words, and fabric designs. The colors that you choose to wear can also be tied to your ideal symbolism. 
For those who are passionate enough to go through the process, tattoos are another alternative to highlight your favorite symbols on your body. Featuring your favorite symbols on your clothing or body is a powerful form of self-expression. This is why, in my opinion, so many schools have adopted school uniforms. By choosing to enforce uniforms, school administrators make a symbolic statement that they value conformity over freedom of expression. Similarly, cults that desire to control their followers often enforce dress codes. This type of behavior signals through symbolic clothing choice that the followers submit to the dominant organization. One friend of mine went on a first date with someone who questioned their choice of clothing when they met them at the door. Within an hour, the date was over. Whenever someone asks me to conform to a dress code, I see it as a potential red flag, a warning sign. Embrace your personal power of self-expression by carefully choosing your clothing. Your choice of clothing and the symbols on them can be a potent way to convey messages to others. Quote by John F. Kennedy, conformity is the jailer of freedom and the enemy of growth. Number five, create an altar. An altar is a sacred spot used to feature important symbols. In many cultures and in religious sanctuaries, altars are used to commune with the divine and offer a place to direct prayer. The word altar comes from the Latin word meaning high place. To create an altar, first choose a spot at a central point of a room that is accentuated by the architectural structure. It could be placed above an alcove or at the bottom of a wall that reaches up to a, the triangular point of the roof rafters. The natural landscape may also provide structures like caves, craters, trees, and rocks that can function as shrines. The mantle above a fireplace is an ideal spot to place an altar. Many cultures place a main image or sculpture at the center of the altar, then frame the space with symmetrical decorations. Altars can incorporate flowers, water, incense, or candles. I like to think of my dinner table as an altar. On it, I place seasonal items, sprigs of plants from the garden, a tablecloth reflecting the color of season, images to celebrate holidays, and candles to light at the beginning of the meal. Like many people around the world, I enjoy the ritual of lighting a candle and pausing to reflect on what I'm thankful for. Creating an altar can help remind you to take time out for focused reflection. Number six, find symbols to tell your story. Sometimes it is easier to tell a story by focusing on a compelling symbol to share a message. For example, in 1930, Mahatma Gandhi chose salt as an image to represent British oppression in India. When India was a British colony, there were many unfair laws that were unfavorable to the native people of India. One of these laws was a salt tax paired with a law that made it illegal for anyone to produce their own salt. Utilizing salt as a symbol, Gandhi organized a 240-mile march from his home to the sea. Along the way, he spoke to villagers about the unfairness of the salt tax and encouraged them to join him in his march. Gandhi and his fellow marchers gathered salt from the sea without violence. 
This successful story is an example of how focusing on one symbol can strengthen a message that someone is trying to communicate. Another example of how a symbol can tell a story comes from the Buddhist tradition. The lotus flower symbolizes enlightenment because the flower blooms above the surface of muddy water. The muddy water represents our everyday distorted vision of reality, and the flower represents the mind that has risen above the mundane toward the light. The symbol of the lotus flower can be used as a teaching tool to explain the concept of enlightenment. If you have a message that you would like to share with the world, consider incorporating a symbol into your campaign to visually tell your story. Number seven, use symbols to express your emotions. When I was a teenager, I had a friend who tried to commit suicide. My friends and I rushed to his house, but we were not permitted to see him. With no other option for communication, we bought a dozen yellow roses and left them for him as a gift. This tradition of using flowers as a form of expression can be traced back to Europe. During the Victorian era, there were many beautifully illustrated books created to explain flower symbolism. For example, Frederick Schulberg wrote in The Language of Flowers that if someone wanted to express that they would like to become friends with someone, they should gift them an ivy plant. If they wanted to declare their love to the person, they should gift them a tulip. If they were feeling grief, they should gift them a marigold. While the fad of using specific flowers as a way to communicate has faded, flowers are still used in the United States as a gesture of love and sympathy when sent as a gift. If you'd like to share your feelings with someone, consider offering them a gift of flowers or other objects that contain symbols that reflect the feelings you would like to express to them. Creating symbolic artwork can also be used to express emotions. On September 11th, 2001, I created this sketch to let out my feelings about what happened on that tragic day. Each Y represented a person. The act of creating the drawing helped me to process my grief. The arts can be used as a way to release pent-up emotions when making the piece, as well as a way of communicating feelings with others when the piece has been completed. Number nine. Use symbols to unify a group. Organizations, big and small, often use symbols as a visual logo for the group. Flags, logos, or crests can be designed using images that reflect the characteristics of the group. When emblems are used, it can remind members of their common cause. Large groups, like nations, use flags to signal political loyalty to the government organization. Small groups, like families, use crests to celebrate their shared heritage. When used in this way, symbols are a useful tool to bring groups together and celebrate the unique heritage or values of the people in organizations. What groups are you a part of that use symbols to unite them? Do those symbols still resonate with the group, or could they be refreshed with new images that better reflect the current philosophy of the people in the group? Number nine, use symbols to attract a mate. In his book, The Art Instinct, Dennis Dutton contended that creating artwork can attract a mate because 
it shows off the skills of the artist in a way that is sexually appealing. Along with this potential added benefit to creating artwork, symbolic pieces can be used to signal to others that someone is an available and appropriate mate. Not wearing a wedding ring can signal that someone is open to starting a new relationship. Wearing provocative clothing can signal that someone is available as well. And of course, using symbols that signify someone's opinions can communicate that someone would be a proper choice for an individual who is looking for a mate that shares their values. Similar to flower petals being used to attract pollinators to a flower, symbols are often used as sexual attractors. Quote by Emerson, Love and you shall be loved. All love is mathematically just, as much as the two sides of an algebraic equation. Number 10, use symbols to set intentions. Sometimes symbols can be used as a deliberate way to set an intention. If you decide that you want more love in your life, you might bring warm red colors into the decorations in your home and host a party to reinvigorate the bonds you have with friends and family. Many cultures use ritual and symbolic objects to declare their intentions using patron saints or deities. For example, many Catholics believe that statues of St. Joseph, the patron saint of home and family, can be used to sell a home. If a person would like to sell their home, especially if it is not selling as quickly as they would like, they bury a small statue of St. Joseph in their yard. In this ritual, the person prays to St. Joseph, explaining that they would definitely like to sell their home. This clearly stated intention, paired with the ritual of burying the statue, is intended to make the sale of the home happen quickly. It should be noted that some Catholics do not care for this ritual and perceive it as desecrating the image of St. Joseph. Even if you are not interested in working with sacred objects, you can still use symbols in a non-religious way to set intentions. For example, if you decided that you wanted to attend Indiana University, you might make the idea concrete by buying an IU sweatshirt. In this way, we can celebrate and reaffirm our intentions. Quote by John E. Wood, Wherever I stand, I am on holy ground. Number 11. Use a protective symbol. Symbols are used in a variety of cultures to ward off evil and protect people from harm. If you drive through the countryside in Pennsylvania, you will notice that many of the farms in the region have large circular shapes painted on the sides of the barns. These symbols are called hex signs. Hex derives from the German word for witch. They are symmetrical mandala shapes that are painted in vibrant patterns. Some residents place them on their barns with the intention to ward off evil. Others see the symbols as simply decorative. Another example comes from the Middle East, where people create hamsas to ward off evil eyes. Hamsas are painted or sculpted images of a hand, often with an eye at the center of the palm. Hamsas can be placed on doors to protect the entryway or worn on the body as an amulet. My mural on the door to my art studio is a nod to the hamsa design. Similarly, 
Norse warriors painted a symbol onto their foreheads or helmets called the Helm of Awe. It was believed that anyone who wore this symbol in battle would be protected from harm. If it would bring you comfort, consider placing images that represent protection on your house or on your body. Number 12, design a secret symbol. Perhaps you would like to find symbols that will serve not to communicate messages to someone else, but to be personal reminders of what is important to you. You can design symbols that you will not share with others or only share with a select group of people. Occult groups like the Masons and Rosicutians often create elaborate symbolic systems that are kept secret within the members of the group or hidden in plain sight, like the Eye of Providence found on money printed in the United States. College sororities and fraternities create secret rituals of initiation that incorporate symbols. Some symbol systems are so masked in secrecy that they often become the stuff of legend. The real use of the symbols becomes lost in time or was never used to begin with. I had heard that people who would shelter runaway slaves as part of the Underground Railroad when slavery was still entrenched in the United States would use the patterns on quilts hung in the yard to signal that their house was a safe place to stay. When I visited the Underground Railroad Museum in Cincinnati, Ohio, I asked whether the secret symbols on Underground Railroad quilts was true. I was told that it was not. The museum docents explained that they are asked this question often. In an attempt to share the facts about this legend, they created a printout with references on the topics to share, titled, The National Underground Railroad Freedom Center Statement on Freedom Quilts. Whether secret symbols from esoteric groups are simply the stuff of legend or not, don't let it stop you from creating your own romantic set of secret symbols. Number 13, replace negative symbols with positive symbols. Sometimes people surround themselves with symbols that embody what they do not want. If this is the case for you, I recommend replacing the negative images with positive ones. For example, I had a boyfriend who filled every square inch of his bedroom walls with violent movie posters. I wondered if the images of men in battle clashing swords made their way into his dreams? <laughs> if it had been my room, I would have selected symbols that were more calming and conducive to sleep, but to each his own. If someone has an object that represents a person or thing that they do not like, they will feel bad every time they view it. This can play out in both serious and silly ways. When I was in college, living in a large old house with a bunch of roommates, we developed a mouse problem. Then we discovered a large mouse costume in the basement that had been left by a former tenant. The head of the costume was enormous. My roommate and I jokingly agreed that we should purge the mouse costume to get rid of the, quote, mouse energy that had permeated the house. We were sick of dealing with the mice. We dubbed the costume the Mouse King, like the character from the Nutcracker Ballet, and held a mock ceremony to banish him, throwing it into the trash. 
Similarly, during the 1960s, many women came to view bras as symbols of women's oppression. During the 1968 Miss America contest, a protest organized by the New York Radical Women's Group took place on the Atlantic City boardwalk in a large trash can labeled the, quote, freedom trash can. Women threw a variety of items, including bras. Burning items that you no longer want in your life can be a liberating ritual. Purge your home of negative symbols, then replace them with images that reflect your current ideals. Quote by Edith Wharton, there are two ways to spread light, to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. And finally, number 14, remember memories through symbols. Conversely, happy memories can be celebrated with objects that symbolically represent them. As I am writing this, it is the Christmas season. My home is filled with decorations that remind me of happy times. The star on top of the tree and my nativity scene both belonged to my beloved grandparents. When I see these objects, I am brought back to Christmas Eve at their house with the gourmet dinner made by my grandmother and the fire in the hearth set by my grandfather. I can feel their old-fashioned love and devotion when I hold these objects. Create new decorations, artwork, or photos to commemorate the gatherings you have with loved ones. Brainstorm ways that you can create symbols that will honor your memories during your next time together. Symbolic images can connect us to our past and help us direct our future. Symbolic images permeate everyday culture, influencing viewers with the intention of the person who selected them. The main message of this chapter. Symbols can be used to help clarify your goals and empower you to make your desires come true. Questions to ask yourself. Using the ideas covered in this chapter, what is one new way that you would like to incorporate symbols into your life? This concludes the Studio Alchemy podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.